You're listening to Rated H, the semi-regular horror podcast for horror fans, with your hosts Ben and Smokey. Loyalty brings fear. It's a nail-biter, Clive. Fuck me, he's right again! He's a, a listener. He's under a lot of pressure here. It's 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 quite sad to watch, to be honest. The system's falling apart in front of our very eyes, or your ears, but my eyes. You know, he's he's, he's collapsed. He's like someone's turned the power off. Hello and welcome to Rated H, a horror movie podcast. I am your host Smokey, and down the other end of the line is my co-host Ben, the Nicole Kidman to my Kylie Minogue. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm fine. That was a, a better uh, analogy comparison than than I'm used to, frankly. <laughs> well, I thought you'd be happy with that. No, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a mental image I'm not at all displeased with. No, no, I, I, I kept the red curl thing going. Beautiful, yes, gorgeous. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. It's been a while, my friend. How are you? It has. I'm all right. There's been a there's been a platinum jubilee in in between recordings, and I've got to ask you a question, sir. Oh. Did you smoke a fatty for the platy? <laughs> I didn't because I don't really know what that means. <laughs> but, but, but knowing that you're more of a, of a you're uh, yes. more world, choose your, choose your words world, 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 world wise uh, mm-hmm. man than me in in the drugular sense. I was just just, just wondering. Do, do you mean that I've just I've I've been around a bit more than you? That's yeah, you're more streetwise. You know, you're, you're, streetwise. You're, yeah, you're, you're on the dark side. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, I, I, I'm sad to say, I, I didn't even, I didn't even know that was my patriotic duty to do so. Was it? I, just, I, mean, I don't know. I just saw it written down and thought that's funny. So did I, I miss a memo? I, I don't know. Well, it is funny. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, it but is. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I, to be perfectly honest, I was, I was barely aware the thing was going on. I, I was I was well aware. I got four days off work. <laughs> well, <laughs> fair enough. Well, so the the rest of us who um, WFH uh, we uh, you know it didn't really what, mean what, much. what the fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice <laughs> wanking from home, dear boy. Um, uh. Yeah. Uh, well, where else do you wank? Um, well, everywhere, I suppose. Uh, please no, stop. It, I know, sorry, I'm digging a hole there. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, but, I, no, it, it didn't really mean anything to me. I mean, I, I'm not an anti-royalist, but I'm also Good. not I'm also not massively pro them either. I mean, they're fine. They're, mm. I think that, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I, well, that's I, it. That's I, that's I, it. I, when it comes to the royal family, I, I'm, I'm in a, a almost permanent state of meh. You know, well, as I'm, long as they're not, not, as long as they're not in, you know, invested in some weird cabal of raping teenage children across the world, like some of them do, then then I'm invested. But uh, otherwise, it's sort of like, Meh. it's fine. All yeah. DSLs a lot of tea towels, and that's fine. By they me. sell tea towels. They sell mugs. They get tourists to go to London, apparently, as if London needs any more fucking people in it. But you know. I, I, well, 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 what about you? What what did you do for the... Um, what was that fucking horrible thing? Platy jubes. The platy jubes. The cunts um, were calling what? it, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, how dare you? I, um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't do anything related to the jubilee itself, but I but I embraced the, the joy of, of, of effectively a week that had three Saturdays and a Sunday, which, in you know, in my view, all weeks should have. That um, happens, yeah. 
Yeah, we went to the seaside and we uh, did things like that. Nice things. Sweet, sweet. uh, Yeah, getting a bit fresh air. Absolutely. I I can only imagine that the reason you're bringing up this pageantry and Mm. uh, sort of you know, national feeling of well-being is to offset the film that you chose for today's episode. Oh, don't worry, because when we get to recent watches, I've doubled down on the hideousness. So, yeah, it's oh, it's, it's been a it's been it's been it's been a grim week in, on Planet Taylorson, Is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I love those. It, only from the outside, just because it doesn't affect me. <laughs> it, it, it started really well as well because um, in preparation for this pod, um, mm. I, I thought, oh, I haven't actually watched. The <laughs> you watched Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Quite other than two, classic. The lesser of the two. Uh, well, there's three, isn't it? But the third one doesn't count. The third um, one doesn't count. The, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I sat down to watch a horror film, thinking, yes, well, I've got to have a recent watch, haven't I? And I, and I sat down to watch a film that didn't turn out to be a horror film at all. Ah. And I thought it was, and it wasn't. And ah. then I was still going to talk about it on on this uh, podcast, which would have been quite unprofessional. Um, but in the end, I didn't need to because I had an emergency trip to the cinema the other night with my boy mm-hmm. as, he's, as he'd been stood up by his friend. Oh. Um, well, actually, that's not fair because uh, his friend had not had a good day, so stood up is not is not is not fair. Anyway, let, we don't need to let, know about that. Down. But I, no, it's not even the friend. We didn't feel up to it. I think it's the right. Best okay. Um, uh, th- uh, all of that is not important. But um, anyway, I went to the cinema and saw a horror film. I can talk about that in a minute. So, but it was anyway. We'll get to that. Don't pre-spoil it, Ben. Uh, I, I won't. I won't. Um, but uh, but I, I hope you don't mind. And if you do, if you do mind, then I will edit this out. And, but I, I, okay. I won't. I, I, I'll flesh this out. You sent me an a, an image of something you purchased uh, last week, and I was just like, "Holy fuck!" Please bring this as your your recent watch. And you said, "No, it's going to be my next pick for rated age." That mm-hmm. I I honestly thought that's what you were going to talk about tonight. I'm not though. No, I know. I know. But I I, I right. I'm going to talk to the audience now, my friends. I'm not going to say the oh. title. I'm never going to say the title. Should I go but, to the loo? No, no, no. I'm just all. All, right. all I'm going to say is is that, is that I know what's coming for your next choice. So that's in two episodes' time, right? Mm-hmm. I I am so excited. <laughs> I, I cannot put into words how excited I am. It, right. I would. I, I didn't tell you this, but it mm. was so good. I, mm-hmm. I stopped it about halfway through and thought, I don't want to spoil this for myself <gasps> before we have to talk about it. So I don't know how it ends. So oh, that's I think, brilliant. I, think I, I got about maybe somewhere between halfway and two thirds of the way through and I thought, no, no, I'm just going to save this. Oh, that makes it, me fucking giddy. It is tremendous. It is the absolute <gasps> antidote to the film we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Oh God, that's made it. That's that's made it both worse and better at the same time. The the other the, the worst thing oh, about it is as well. I, I bought this uh, mm. at a popular secondhand uh, uh, mm. DVD and Blu-ray shop, mm-hmm. and the guy who sold me it said, "Oh, the disc looks a bit dodgy. I, I'm not sure it's going to work, but bring <laughs> it back." And this this film is quite difficult to get hold of as well. Yeah, I've never I'd seen it for sale look, before. Yeah. And anyway, I took it home and I was like, please, 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 please play it, please play it. And, and it like, oh, uh, uh, it did that thing that DVD played, uh, 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 and then it started. And I was like, yes. Holy shit. Um, I, I hate to, you know, be a forecaster of doom, but what if it's the end of the film that's fucked on the disc? Uh, it's the outer ring of the of the, the disc. Right. If I yeah, understand yeah. how they work, that, that mm-hmm. should be all right, shouldn't it? It we starts in the middle and works its way outwards on the DVD. Well, but the listener's just going to have that anticipation. They don't even know what film we're talking about. No, oh my we'll god! Find out in two episodes' time. But I have purposefully 
looked up nothing about this film. I don't know the storyline or anything. There isn't one. Well, that doesn't matter. Yes, there is. We will find it. But I, I know nothing about it. All I know is that it's fucking hard to get in this country. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm just... I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. <sighs> yeah. Oh, my word. I'm so glad we've started this episode off in such a wonderful, happy, and joyous way. Because that's not going to last much longer. Enjoy it while you can. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's... Right, so you say your recent watch is a little bit of a downer. Mm -hmm. And obviously we know the main feature is a little bit of a downer, because we both watched it. Just a a, a tad. Mm. And my recent watch is quite a bit of an upper. So we will will go with you first for uh, recent watches. So then we'll go down, up, down, and then we'll go to the... Uh, listener contributions, which are all up because they're all lovely. How's that? It's like an af- it's like an afternoon in a Hollywood executive's office. Uh, exactly, downers. <laughs> and I'm not even including the quiz because we know how you get it during a quiz. So <laughs> I don't know which way it's going to go. So you can either be really pissed off or really happy. Um, I'm in a, so I'm, I'm serene in a in a tranquil Buddhist cow like state. Okay, tranquil Buddhist cow. <laughs> What's your recent watch, please? Well, as I explained, I went off to the cinema this week, and that's not the right page of my uh, notes. Um, <laughs> hang on a minute. Here we are. Professional. Okay, so I went to see Men. Uh, oh, you went by, to see that, did you? I did. Directed by Alex Garland, yeah. whose writing I enjoy. Uh, yep. I read a, few, read a couple of his books, and, and I, I think that he's written some good stuff for the screen. Uh, 28 Days Later, it, yeah. that, for example. And Was uh, X Machina one of his? Uh, yes, he directed. He wrote, he wrote and directed that. Mm. Um, it bit of a spoiler. Is the only good film he's ever directed. Um, well, what was so here we that, are. You, you hang on. Uh, you annihilation. Brought, that was it. You brought that to this show. Yeah, that was that was okay. But yeah, it was alright. Uh, so here, yes, this the scenario here is we have mm. uh, Jesse Buckley who is is playing um, uh, someone whose name I've forgotten. Uh, it doesn't really matter. A young woman who um, has rented this uh, sort of almost oh, like a mini stately home. In the countryside, and she she wants two weeks away from it all, and this this is like a, a, a basically a posh house, and she she's shown around this house by this sort of bumbling country uh, type um, guy, who obviously owns it and lets it out to, to usually to more than one person at a time by the looks of it because it's rather large. Okay. Um, it unfolds, and I'm not going to spoil this because it's very recent, but it, it, it unfolds quite quickly that she has recently uh, lost her husband. He killed himself. Um, and what we find out is that their relationship, particularly towards the end, was not uh, harmonious. Um, and and he was not a nice man. He was a, a controlling, manipulative person. Mm. So she's there trying to relax. And she um, she goes off for a walk. And there's lots of beautiful scenery. And there's lots of fantastic cinematography. And uh, she's walking through the countryside. And she gets to this tunnel. And if you've seen the trailer for this film, um, it is what the whole trailer is based around. And it's really effective because she's still, she's in the middle of nowhere, uh, she looks down this tunnel and uh, she's doing echoes like, listening to it rattle around. And then this guy appears at the end of the tunnel and she's a woman on her own, so she pegs it, as you would. As you Uh, would. Anyway, it's it's quite an anticlimactic scene because she pegs it and he doesn't follow her. Ah. And then she's walking away back to this house across a field and she turns to look at these dilapidated um, farm buildings in the background and there's a naked man stood there. Uh, full, Full wang. Uh, all dangling um, again as you do yeah and she's obviously a bit intimidated by this mm. and anyway he, she goes home and he follows her and so she reported to the police that he's in the garden and he gets arrested 
Right. So that's about as much of it as uh, that's probably about the first twenty-five minutes of the film I've described there, and I think that's probably enough for uh, for the for the listener at home. Okay. Um, the naked man gets released, and after that, everything. Yeah, <laughs> not like that. Choose released, your word better. Taylor. Released from police custody. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and after that, everything kind of descends into madness. Um, mm. It's. I don't think it's a massive spoiler to say this, but if you absolutely don't want this spoiled, then but just you know, skip this next twenty seconds. Mm. Rory Kinnear. Um, plays all of the male parts bar one. Oh, okay. So he plays every single person in the village, and including the naked man. Um, oh. And basically, the, the different versions of Rory Kinnear <laughs> um, uh, should be quite confusing, and uh, not confusing, should be quite intimidating. But unfortunately, R- Rory, I would argue, is a bit miscast here, and he doesn't really convincingly pull off all of these men. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. Uh, All of the characters. um, And characters that are supposed to be intimidating and scary are actually quite laughable. Um, (laughs) Should we pause for a second? No, no, carry on. This is gold. (laughs) So towards the last 25 minutes of this film, several several Rory Kinnears, some with clothing on, some without, besiege besiege this house. Mm -hmm. um, And it becomes a Cronenberg-esque... Body horror oh, um, thing, uh, and I'm not going to really give you any more details on that, other than it's mm. uh, uh, quite disgusting and uh, not very good. Um, <laughs> I, I can't go in because I don't want to spoil this. I no. can't go into the into the minutiae of why I hate this film. But what I'm going to say, oh, wow. really, okay. you just uh, lay down the table with the word hate, though. Yeah, but I'm not going to say. You, you need to see it for yourself to, to, to you know, to, to fully judge it. And if I tell you about what happens in the last twenty minutes, then mm-hmm. there's no point in anybody watching the film. Fair days. So, uh, but basically, my real gripes are that, um, ironically, it should be a film about her, and it's not. She is a two-dimensional victim of domestic abuse, oh. and she's there oh. as a, a, not a mirror to the men to the male characters, but she she ironically, you know, she's she's like not really important and mm. or at least her as a character isn't her her as a um a, a sort of a plot point if you like or a, mm-hmm. or is is important but um, her, <laughs> as a fully fledged character <laughs> as a fully fledged character it doesn't matter if you don't you don't know anything about her apart yeah. from the fact that you know of, 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 of what her relationship was with her husband it's a modern um, horror film mate that doesn't happen very often yeah it's it, so the, the the key messages are these men are bad mm-hmm. men bad men beget bad men mm-hmm. and that men effectively make women's lives a misery. And I'm right, not yeah. necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with any of those points. No. All I'm saying is that it's 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 not any more nuanced than that. And if it is, it lost me completely. And there are elements of this film that make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Mm. And, I, and, you know, and I, I, I'm, I know people, again, we've been through this before many, many times, you know, can accuse you or you just didn't get it. It's absolutely fine. I don't, I, I have no problem with saying I didn't get it because I don't know what the fuck Alex Garland was trying to say, aside from... <laughs> As I say, those three uh, sort of the, of the broadest strokes. It was nice to look at. You know, the cinematography was nice, but the the, the as a as a watch, it was one of the most unsatisfying films I've ever seen. And the ending is just laughably inconclusive. It, it, I mean, I think the whole cinema came out not knowing what we'd watched or why we'd watched it or what the point was. Um, oh, it, it didn't end up like a fucking dream or a kill list ending, did it? It's not even as satisfying as that. Um, because you, the, the the body horror stuff is so extreme mm. that and repetitive 
that it wasn't I wasn't turning away in disgust. I was just I was just thinking this is exploitative. The nature mm. of it is like and I can't tell you what happens but the nature of what what happens is really exploitative. And I imagine and I'm not speaking for women because I'm not a woman myself, but I imagine it may have been even more uncomfortable for a woman to watch than it was for for a man. But maybe right, that was yeah. the entire point. I don't know. Going back to I've no idea what the fuck he was trying to do. Is anyway, shite, three out of ten. <laughs> I love it when you close the reviews like that. <laughs> it's one of my favourite things in the world. Uh, we, we've talked about Alex Garland before, uh, when you, uh, indeed, when you brought Annihilation to, to your recent watch. Hit and miss, I think, is something you can lay at his feet. I just I, one of those from you know from from what I've seen of his mm. work, one of those people who who needs to collaborate with other people. I mean, we've mm. again, I've said this time and time again. When you've got a writer director. There isn't anyone there to go, yeah, Alex, nah. but that's shite, let's leave that out. Rain him in. Yeah, and I just think, but even, I can't even give this particular film that buy because there is so much fundamentally, for me, so much fundamentally wrong with it that even a, 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 a few careful words about, you know, lop this, change that, yeah. wouldn't have made any difference. The, the yeah. broader strokes, mm. I mean, and I mean really broad, of, you know, a woman who is feeling incredibly guilty about the suicide of her um, of her uh, husband because that's sure. I mean, the whole film is centered around that's, her guilt. That's a, that's a great start to a horror film. Go, goes off into a remote country place and is plagued by the local men. Fine, yep. great, brilliant. But it but there's there's so much else going on and at the same time nothing going on in this film. Shit. That um, yeah, and as I say, the one thing I can't reiterate strongly enough, unfortunately, because I like Rory Kinnear, he's I, mm. I like him in several things I've I seen like him. him too. Yeah. He, he's not right for this. Mm. He, he couldn't he couldn't do it, and, I, and it's that's no reflection on him because mm-hmm. he should never have been asked to do it. I mean that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean I, I saw the trailer. <coughs> I saw the trailer. I, I felt like I I don't know if this was one that was. Delayed by COVID. It feels like I saw the trailer for this about a year ago. I think I, I saw it a few months ago, but I, I wouldn't say a year. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of, of something else, but I feel like I saw this trailer ages ago. But, I mean, it, it intrigued, because I'm a big fan of the, you know, we both are, the, the Cronenberg uh, body horror stuff, when it when it's done well. But if it's if it's done lazily, which it sounds like this one is done, then, then that's just a pity. It's not even lazy, it's just... It's muddled. It's mm. like I don't see what he was. I don't see what the point was. Was it there of, for the sake what, of it? I, again, I can't even argue that because I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I, I've already explained the, mm. the three themes, and it and you know at least one of them, the, yeah. the the majority of the of the disgusting thing that happens towards the end, mm-hmm. relates very strongly to one of those three themes. Yeah, but it's. Just, there's a, there's a couple of characters in it as well. Again, I'm not going to spoil it. Just I've mentioned the priest. There's a couple of others, and you just think this this isn't meant to be funny. But there's one scene that's like a scene from Hot Fuzz, where they're in a local pub. Oh no! And you just wait. You're just waiting for Simon Pegg to roll in, and it's just <laughs> not aided by the fact that Rory Kinnear in, in in the character he's playing is wearing um false like prosthetic teeth to oh, make his no. teeth look bigger, and he comes across a bit like Tim Nice but dim, or oh. or, a, or a David Walliams character, and it's like <laughs> this is I just, truly. I just, I just wanted to go. When's your birthday? Fifth of June. Yeah. <laughs> what year? Exactly. Every year. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, well, that's that's a massive, uh, what, that's a disappointment. What did you What did your boy think? Same as me. Yeah. I think if anything, he was even less enthused by it. No, we were fairly. Um, we were in fair sort of agreement with this particular one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Was the uh, Was the screen busy? Uh, no, it was a little screen, and it was Tuesday right. night, so there were about twelve, fifteen people. Oh wow. Fair enough. No one walked out, and I honestly thought they were going to, because a couple came in about 15 minutes late, 
talked to the majority of the film. They were right at the back, so I couldn't really hear them. Hmm. Talked to the majority of the film, which I think was, in fairness, her not understanding what was happening or not wanting to be there and him trying to put up with it. Right. Um, which, to be fair, I'm on her side. Fair um, uh, other than the fact that I've never walked out of a film, as we've talked about before. We have. Um, but yeah, but it, it, I was amazed. I, and I've seen that there's some, actually some articles in, in the news today that apparently it's 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 traumatizing people. Good. But I think that's because people are going to the cinema and you know, maybe not knowing what they're going to see. Because mm. I mean, I've seen a lot worse than what I saw, and we might get to that later. <laughs> have we seen uh, a lot worse this week? <laughs> yeah, I might have done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but apparently it's it's really getting pe- to people. Um, yeah. I've I've read a few I've read a few bits and pieces. I I just never know whether they're bits of clickbait or not of people walking out. You know, just is is it true? I don't. Know. I can see why that the end the, the the last the last act of this film would repulse people to the point of them walking out. I really can. Wow. Um, okay. I, I think that's I think that's fair criticism or analysis or whatever you want to put it. But, fair um, But yeah. But I mean, it's certainly if you're not a horror fan or you you've not sort of waded through as many films as as we and probably many of the listeners have. And yeah. you know you kind of get that feeling. Well, I've seen this all before. Although in this, I hadn't quite seen what I saw before. In fairness, <laughs> fair enough. Oh well, I, I mean that sounds. I mean it sounds interesting. I will check it out eventually. I mean I'm not going to rush to see it now, but just keep yeah. just wait for it to either come on the telly or yeah. you, can, you know or, or, or something. But uh, yeah, don't just keep those expectations real low. Will do. That's just reminded me. Uh, of something I meant to mention to you, uh, just just in our private life <laughs> as friends, is that okay. um, the reaction we got to your review of what was it called X? Was it called X? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, has pretty much divided our audience from the few messages I've received, and some yeah. were some were agreeing with you, and some were disagreeing with you. So um, that's it's going to be. I, I but of course we all know that my vote is the winning one so uh when i get to watch it i'll uh, i'll 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 say who's right and who's wrong but i know ben's right already so it doesn't really matter so all you people out there disagreeing with him shut the fuck up <laughs> so that's, that's what opinions are they're like nipples aren't they they're like assholes yeah exactly yeah and the people who disagree with ben are like assholes so don't say that don't, i don't, can I say whatever i want it's uh, my show. i don't mind people disagreeing it's absolutely fine they can i do it's, it's they our can show. have whatever wrong opinions they want they, exactly well said okay so from from Ben's wonderful and um, descriptive and uh, intellectual uh, review, we're we're going to go to mine now. So <laughs> strap yourselves in. Um, we're we're not going uh, we're not going very far away. We're we're literally going to last year, and we're going to twenty twenty one for the cerebral uh, masterpiece that is Werewolves Within. Within what wardrobes? Well, actually, yes. So um, yeah, I mean, partly, partly. No, no, right. So so. This is a this is a comedy horror film that uh, landed on the UK Netflix not too long ago, and the I, I will be hold my hands up. The main reason I watched it is because uh, a friend of mine, friend of ours, who listens to the show and is in our film club, uh, and and who was also in Driller Killer, we talked about in the last episode. Uh, our friend Hallie uh, worked on this film, and while she was working on it, she was sending me a set photographs of the her the set she was building and all this so i was kind of keeping up with what she was doing and which was really fucking awesome i have to admit to be watching a, a 
you know, quote unquote Hollywood film of, of just watching them build this set and she's going, right, they're, they're filming here and blah, 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 which is great. I mean, I never get behind the scenes of that. And she's a lovely person, is Hallie. I adore her to pieces. And I've still got the photos and I'll send them to you, Ben, as well, because it's really fucking cool. Um, so, anyway, so it finally got, it landed on the UK Netflix. And so I thought, you know, fuck this, I need to watch it. So, it's not high art. It's ridiculous. It's a comedy horror about being a ra- right there are three things you can cross this with and you will know all three of these ben mm-hmm. uh, and you will get instantly what this film is okay so okay. T- one take dog soldiers yep 30 days of night okay 30 days of dog <laughs> yeah and then do you remember well, i do know you remember because you owned it but do you remember the the limited series that was on called harper's island Yep, 30 yeah. Days of Dog on Harper's Island, right. There we go. Put all three of those together, but make it a comedy. Right. That's what this is, okay? Um, right. It, I, I know, it sounds like such a mishmash of things, but this is all, all three of those is all I could think of when I was watching this. Yeah. So the basic premise is, you've got a guy who... Every, <laughs> and, and what I didn't know was, it's a film adaptation of a video game. Didn't know that. I don't play video games uh, anymore, so didn't know that. But you've got the basic premise of of a new uh, law enforcement agent in this small bit of America gets sent to this remote place, covered in snow, isolated. There you go, see? There's your 30 days of night bit. There happens to be a creature attacking people that they don't know what it is. There's your dog soldiers. And then it's also, it's a random uh, selection of people isolated in one place because they can't go outside because something's attacking and killing them. There's your Harper's Island, okay? So you throw all into that into a blender and you come out with werewolves within, okay? This doesn't have any pretentiousness in it in its bones at all. Uh, apparently a lot of the cast are from Saturday Night Live, which is very much an American thing and not us, so I only knew a couple of people in this. I recognised one guy instantly because he was in The Hunt, which I talked about very recently and I adored. Oh, yeah. So, And you saw recently as well, didn't you? I and, watched it, yes, yeah. after your recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so so recognised him straight away, uh, which is great. You will recognise a couple of people here and there, but the rest of them uh, are apparently American comics and comedy actors that are quite well known over there, but just maybe not as much here. I don't know everything, I'm just guessing. But yeah, this this wears no pretension on its sleeves. It is a straightforward comedy horror. Uh, it, it is. It's t- see. I have a little problem with TV shows and films in general that feel that they need to tick all the boxes. Uh, where how do I put this? Um, where ethnicities are described, where sexualities are portrayed, where you know everything. So right. So you're gonna have. A straight person. You're gonna have a gay person. You're gonna have a bi. You're gonna have a trans. You're gonna have a black. You're gonna have a white. You're gonna ha- you're gonna cross every section now, so you don't offend anyone. Okay, mm-hmm. that a lot of TV shows and films are trying to do that, and that's great. Don't get me wrong; it's wonderful. Bring it on. I want more of it. But when you flag it up as something like, "Oh, look at this virtual signaling, signaling. We're doing it. We're doing it right." But this film actually takes the piss out of the fact that they're doing it which was very, very refreshing. It was very knowing. It knew what it was doing. It was looking at itself in the mirror going, yes, we know, but we're going to make it work. And it did make it work. Don't get me wrong. This is not the best movie in the world ever. All it is is 90 minutes of ridiculous, ridiculous fun. And I've got to admit, for the first hour or so, because it's playing a bit of a... 
uh, what's the movie? Uh, uh, um, uh, the Beast Must Die. You know, where when you've got to guess who in this party is the Beast, and it was sort mm-hmm. of like, oh shit! And at the beginning, maybe first hour, forty minutes, whatever it was, I was sort of going, oh, it's him. Oh no, it's her. Oh no, it's him. And then, and then of course it becomes spankingly obvious <laughs> way before the end who who the Beast is. But that's just part of the fun. This is no frills. Horror comedy late night watch at midnight when you've had a couple of cans and a reduced chicken pie from your the spa, and and it doesn't pretend to be anything more. And when I watched it, I was right in the mood for that, and I I devoured it, and I loved it. It was so much fun, and also of course being in the privileged position I was of going, oh, that's that bit where where she worked on that, and I can see the bit of the set, and it was kind of cool. And um, yeah, so yeah, just pure silly nonsense horror fun. And sometimes, especially after we watch today, this might be the perfect antidote <laughs> for what we're going to about to be talking about. So yeah, Werewolves Within. You talking about being right in the mood for it and, and devouring it and enjoying it just makes me want that chicken pie now. <laughs> well, you'll have to dip to the spa and see if there's a yellow label floating about somewhere. You can only hope. You can only hope, my dear boy. But yeah, so it is. I mean, as I say, it's a, it's a after after four cans movie. Great fun, you know, and it doesn't four can good fun. <laughs> Oh, that is so going into our lexicon. That is oh, that is awesome. Well done, you. Well done. I'm going to put you an applause in there somewhere. But um, I've saved my ear game for this. Yeah, I, I know you're not. I, oh, thank you. But I know, I know you're not a massive horror comedy fan. But um, just it, as we've said many times, it, it just it's it so rare does one work. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see what you think of this because it's just silly. You know. I think I'll probably be on board with that. I think it's when. You get horror comedies that tr- that try to genuinely frighten and genuinely make nah. you laugh. That that's where nah, the, nah. the the gems are few it's, and far between. It's a fish out of water story, and it, yeah, because it's this straight laced uh, copper. Well, actually, he's not really a copper. He's more of a sheriff, but he's a straight laced guy coming into town trying to deal with all this town of nutbags, you know, who all are just quirky and uh, and having to deal with this shit, but also with. A fucking werewolf killing people and dogs. Oh, the killing the dog scenes is wonderful, by the way. But yeah, yeah, so hilarious. But um, yeah, the the dog does die in this one. But <laughs> it's going to beautifully segue into our next film, isn't it? Just yeah. So I think we probably should. Um, I think we should brace ourselves and uh, move on to the feature presentation. What do you think, my friend? I think it's it's yeah, it's unfortunate for Fido, but we really should. Well said. R.I.P. Rover. G'day, mate. I'm John. Yeah, hey, nice to meet you. You alright? Pretty good. Nice to meet you. I've had a gap full. sitting here. Some little kid's being touched up. What do you think about that? I don't think they should be doing that. I don't think they should be doing that, do you? You want to go up again? Yeah. You're a national, mate. <laughs> you think the mum's going to like these? Probably not, but who cares? <laughs> do you mind if I stay over? Mate. You ever shot a gun before? Feel good? So why not do something about it? Did you bother Barry? I thought you should know I'm on my way to Queensland. I don't 
gonna hitch all the way or, or catch the bus. Don't reckon I'll be home for a while, mate. Can you tell mum? Okay, from 2011, we watch Snowtown, directed by Justin Kurzel, and starring Lucas Pitaway, Daniel Henschel, Louise Harris, and Bob Adrians. And the synopsis is, based on true events, 16-year-old Jamie falls in with his mother's new boyfriend and his crowd of self-appointed neighbourhood watchmen, a relationship that leads to a spree of torture and murder. Terrible synopsis, but there we go. Ben, my friend, this was your choice. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell me and the listeners why, even though I already know? Well, hopefully the, the listener will know as well, <laughs> if they're a regular listener, uh, in so much that the, the last episode that we did, uh, when I, I spoke to the spirits, in inverted commas, uh, the question that we came up to ask our listeners, the question the spirits came up with, mm-hmm. to ask our listeners, was uh, films that were so difficult that they would couldn't watch them or wouldn't watch them. No, I think the exact question was so bad you would throw it away or so unwatchable uh, that you would never want to watch it again. Um, and we didn't necessarily get just films that were like bad. Yes. We got films that were um, hard to mm. watch. Serving, um, yeah. And, and things between the two. And this came up several times as one that people said things along the lines of, it was a really good film, mm-hmm. but I couldn't watch it again. Mm. And I thought, well, you know what? It's been a while since we've done a, you know, a video nasty or you know something that had maybe pushed the boundaries a little bit. So I thought I'd, I'd never heard of it, frankly, before we started getting recommendations. So I thought, why not? Let's go for it. And I, I picked it without even really looking into what it was about. Mm. And uh, would I have picked it if I'd known? I think I probably still would, to be fair. Um, so yeah, so that's how we ended up uh, in the uh, town of snow. I, I I will be perfectly honest. I'll, I'll keep the anonymity, but. Um... I did get a private message from a listener saying, did Ben know what he was picking? Because this doesn't sound like a Ben film. And I, and I said, I don't know. You'd have to ask the man himself. I mean, I, I think I think that's fair. I think that's a fair point. Mm. Uh, but but if we can just leap straight into it. Sure. I, I was... It, it, don't get me wrong. This is a gr- grim film. And mm. we're, we're going to go into some detail. Smokey's going to give a little bit of an explanation in a moment as to how exactly we're going to handle this. Yep. Um, but but I, I was braced for something... I don't think worse is the right word. I was braced for a different kind of unwatchable. because Because to, to lay my car, my cards partially on the table right from the from the beginning, th- this is a really good film. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the subject matter that it covers mm-hmm. is difficult. Yes. Um, and Sm- Smokey's about to say more. Well, I, I'll just pick up from where you were and, and sort of say my introduction to this was exactly the same as yours. So let's... let's. W- w- neither of us knew... In fact, I'd be right in saying neither of us knew anything about this movie until people started saying it in the last uh, Ouija board of uh, terror. Uh, Ouija board yeah. of horror. I keep doing that. You'd think I'd learn by about 30 episodes later, but never mind. Yeah, so this was all new to me and I'd watched the trailer. Now, 
watching it, I thought that it was going to be a more, less stylized version of Wolf Creek. Mm-hmm. And that's not to do with it being Australian. That's just a fortuitous happenstance. However, it's not like that in the slightest. Um, I'll come to, while we're talking about the film, I'll, I'll come to, to what it reminds me of. And there are, I think there are very strong influences of at least two or three films, if not more, in this. But what obviously what makes it different, uh, what makes the difference is, is that this is based on a true story, which I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. get into a little bit as well. Yeah. And so what Ben said is that me and, me and young Ben over there, we we had a little bit a little bit of a, a conflab over the week, and we decided that possibly a walkthrough of this film is not the best way to go. Now we haven't done this since the very very early days of Rated H, where we just sort of went, you know what, let's just talk about the film. We did it very early on, and then since then we abandoned that and went through the walkthroughs because they're so much fun and it throws up a lot of interesting topics to suggest and 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 yeah. talk about. And discuss. But when it comes to this film, there's going to be a lot of... I, I mean, if we, did, if we did a straight walkthrough of this film, our walkthrough would be quicker than the film. And that's it's normally the opposite. Yeah. And I, I, think we, I think we need to put this out on front, right out on front street, is say that even for our show, there's shit in this that is so X-rated that I don't really want to fucking talk about. Yeah, I mean, we 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 said you know there, there's scenes we don't want to describe, mm-hmm. and we have fun. We have fun on this podcast, and, we do. and, and I'm not going to have fun discussing some of the scenes in this film. So no. I think it's important to stress as well, listener, that we we will end up talking about some of the stuff. And this is a film about child abuse, yep. about rape, yep. about murder, about torture, um, and all of those things are covered in this film. Yep. Um, so if you are not just that, who, just uh, anti homosexuality racism just oh i, I was just giving them the yeah, the headlines oh i know but i'm just i'm just filling in the things gaps. in there yeah um so anyway just just a warning mm. if, if you think you're going to find that uncomfortable it's yeah. only fair to, to yeah. warn you in advance but yeah there are certain scenes we didn't want to describe and we didn't want to keep saying let's just skip over this scene let's just mm. skip over this scene because that mm. would be quite an unsatisfying listen so what we're going to do instead is we're just going to pick up on a few key points and, and basically talk in a more roundabout way about the film Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I just want to address uh, something because I, I honestly don't think these people are listeners anymore, but it was in the early days that would sort of say, you know, when when you or I would describe any film as sort of, oh, that terrifies me or, oh, God, I, I really don't want to talk about that. And we got accused a couple of times of just being, well, you're doing a horror podcast. Why aren't you just getting into it? And it's like, well, no. A, this is our show, so we can do what the fuck we want. <laughs> B, who, are, who is anyone else to describe to tell us what we should be comfortable in discussing. So we're... Or anybody else for that matter. Too fucking right. So we're going to do what we want. If you don't like it, you know what you can do? (laughs) You can fuck right off. Because I don't give a shit anymore. I'm too old. I'm too old now. I'm over 40. I don't give a fuck anymore. Listener, I have to put up with this all the time. Uh, can we dive straight in? I've, I've, I've got a nice starting point. Nice in inverted commas. Um, yeah, uh, let's let's one more time. Let's reiterate. This does get adult yeah, very quickly. I think people will know by now. I know. I just want to. I'm just covering bases, mate. Go for it. Good. Uh, the first thing I want to say is, I think this is the first time I've ever seen this this Australia depicted, or this sort of part of Australia, or this class of people, or however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I 
I, yeah, we're all used to like Neighbours and Home and Away and Crocodile Dundee, and I'm sorry sure. for real now, all the, the things, but I think because only a limited amount of Australian film has made it my way, certainly, mm-hmm. you know, I can probably name a, a fair few films, but I've never seen anything that depicts um, people in this way, and it was really, I, I was naive, I, I, I don't mm. think I'd ever thought about about sort of, you know, working class or, or, or however you want to describe um, this particular uh the demographic of of, of neighbourhood that, that this mm. is set in. Um, For look, can I yeah. can I just interject? Can I can I offer this as a as a uh, sort of. Uh, a, a way in for for people into your way of thinking, if I'm guessing right, um, mm-hmm. is that we are bombarded a little bit over here, um, especially obviously for the the working class UK people, but we're also yeah. bombarded by the working class. Forgive the term because I know it's not PC nowadays, but who gives a shit? But the the redneck side of America, we're bombarded with that over here. The yeah. trailer trash, as they're known in again, not very yeah, yeah correct. But so this is that kind of rednecky trailer trash side, but of Australia, and we're really not exposed to that in this country. No, I mean it reminded me of like The Wire, you know, mm. sort of that 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 kind of of you know sort of depiction. And yeah, I was I was quite. Yeah. Immediately thinking, oh yeah, of course, you know, stop being an idiot, Ben. There are people, you know, you know, live in these conditions all over the world, not just in the handful of times you've seen it. Sorry, I was, let me just ask: you, Have you ever seen the film or the TV series of Animal Kingdom? No. Right. Okay. So it's it's basically drug e gangster e type thing, but in Australia, kind of, and that that very much reflects what we see in Snowtown. Yeah. I mean, so I, if you if you want more of that, <laughs> go watch that. <laughs> it's uh, I don't think I do. No, it's I don't not, think not today anyway. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's shockingly well depicted. Mm. You know, I mean, you it really feels. I mean, they, I know they shot it in, in in a certain neighborhood and they use real people from the neighborhood. So it gives yep. it that authenticity. Yep. But um, you know, with it, it's it's not difficult for them to get across the sort of the chaos of poverty. Mm. You know, lives with no structure, with different people wandering in and out of your house. Yep. You know. Leaving inevitably for sort of lonely kids to seek sort of guidance and a mentor, and that yep. in itself opening up the opportunities for exploitation and abuse. It's it's so well crafted the the depiction of it that it is utterly utterly believable from the very first sort of handful of frames of the film, and 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 very well acted as well. I mean the um the, there there again there isn't a there there isn't anyone who lets this down right down to the people who are there. As extras in inverted commas, who yeah. are there to add that that authenticity? They're, they're all brilliant. At no point did I feel like I was watching actors, and I don't mean that in the sense of, you know, oh, because I'm, I'm watching people who clearly can't act. Were, I mean yeah. because it just feels it feels like you're there. It feels like it's happening right in front of you. Yeah, from what I read, two of them, two of the cast were actors, and the rest mm-hmm. were were not. Or if they were you know, Amdram type style and the rest with the locals, you know, yeah. and it does give that not only the, the lo- location that gives that feel of dirt and grime and realism. And, you know, I'm not going to say poverty because it's not, you know, they're not living on the street. They have houses, they have caravans, they, they are, it, it, they, it's still poverty though, mate. I know it, what you mean. No, it is. I think, it I think, is. I think I'm just, and I think you're fair to use that word. Fair enough. It's it's very low down on the rung of society. Okay. And we've all, well, if you're working class, you've been there, right? But then it's also is the fact is that it, 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 it because it's so real and it is so grimy and, and 
everyone smokes and everyone drinks and but then it's you still sit around the table and have your mashed potatoes and your peas and your bit of chicken and it's sort of like you know this is just your day-to-day life this is what you do however this corner of australian working class society that we're thrown into is i mean it's so real you know but obviously the events that occur fuck me i mean it doesn't it go quick <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into I mean, shit? <laughs> you have this family initially. It's a, a single mum and, and and her sons, mm. and she has a boyfriend, and it becomes very apparent that the boyfriend is is abusing them and is is a paedophile. And he, he uh, and and she picks up on that, mm. and um, and and this is where our character John, who's the the main character who, who turns out to be the, the principal villain, if you mm. like. It feels odd talking about him like that when he's a real person. But anyway, we're going to talk about this as a film, not as a it's a true case. He basically runs this this paedophile out of town yeah. and and becomes immediately a, a saviour and a mentor. And he's charismatic and, mm. you know, he, um, he gives the kids something to... He pays attention to them and he plays with them mm. and he, he comes across as a really nice guy. He cooks he them, does. you know, breakfast... And you can see why they would uh, gravitate towards him because he's he, he's something in, yeah. in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a situation where they've got nothing. Let me ask you this, and this is all about the film. This is nothing to do with real life because obviously we're going to analyse the film as well like we always do. But do you not think the transition from the mother realising that her boyfriend at the time is a paedophile to suddenly being with John, it felt like the next day... And with no warning, he was just suddenly there and he was in the fucking kitchen and then he was telling the kids what to do. And it was just like, whoa, that, hang on, who is this guy? Why has he suddenly got this hold over the time? Do you not think it just happened in the space of a couple of minutes? It was too fast. I, I just think that that was meant to reflect the chaotic lives that, that people mm. like, like like these live, is that characters come and go. You know, oh, they, I'm they, sure they, it they, does, but I mean, for a, from a purely uh, cinematic narrative point of view, that was far too quick for my liking but i think again the point it's trying to make is that he's a manipulator and he seizes an opportunity and he saw immediately with an opportunity and if he if if a man comes out of nowhere and starts you know showing an interest in your kids that appears to be quite innocent and can cook and will help and has money and can do things then you know Mm. she's just going to say oh great yeah whatever i guess and also because there's never the house is never just them there's always other people hanging around as well and i remember um Oh, that might be a bit of a crass comparison. This actually. Okay. But, um, remember when that the, the schoolgirl who went missing for a, a, a few weeks and it, it turned up that, out that she was actually hidden under her uncle's bed and she survived. Shannon Matthews. Yes, called. of course. Yeah. And it turned out that it was her mother who was the, the instigator. <laughs> she of was it and hidden, she, un, hidden under her uncle's bed, wasn't she? If un, I remember under her uncle's bed, yeah. and the idea was they were going to get the, the reward money or the yeah. whatever they. It were was after to, Madeleine uh, McCann, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. But I remember watching a documentary about that and them saying, you know, and that, that's what this house in, in this film reminded me of, the description that they gave of her yeah. house, in so much that there was always kids hanging around, there were always yeah. people who didn't live there, the door was open, people mm. were in, people were out, there was drugs, there was alcohol, there yeah. was all sorts going on, probably abuse, you mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah. God knows. Uh, and that's, I just think... It, it's difficult for me because I'm going to honest. You know, I I don't know anything about the type of lifestyle that's depicted here. I've never lived like that, um, but I've but I've seen stuff and I've read stuff. You know that, yeah. that that makes me feel this is reasonably accurate as how some neighborhoods work. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and the types of things that that, that go on there. Mm. And uh, yeah, with him, I just think he, he becomes that sort of magnetic center. And yes. you know, it's it, it, it's his trend. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It does happen quickly, but I do think mm. that's quite important. It, uh, uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I I'll only add uh, one thing to that is that I've been I've 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 witnessed that once in my life, uh, not to the obviously the dramatic sense that it happens in this film or in the the true story, but I've witnessed someone who was um, what they now call sort of cuckooing. You know, who manages to infiltrate a place, charms everyone with money things that people like and and it's and you do and I was young at the time not that young I was 20 and and you do get taken in and you do fall under people's spell it's really really weird now I look back on those days it's really fucking odd I'm not going to go far into it um I'll no, tell no. I'll tell you off Mike but um and um but no one else but um it is really, really odd when something like that happens, and so I, I, I could see echoes of that in this, and I've seen it in other uh, films and TV shows before as well. Um, but going back to the film, it, it's it's all natural. It's also played out so naturally. I mean, yeah. okay, I can, I can bitch and gripe about the narrative going a little too fast for my liking, but that's that's fine. It's a two-hour-long film, and it's pretty much bang on two hours, this film. And when I looked at the runtime, I'm thinking, fuck me, are they going to drag this out a little bit? Yes, they do. Don't get me wrong. There are moments in this film that are dragged out that really don't need to be. Because this, right, this is a good film, but it's not a perfect film, you know? No, the, I'd agree with that. The, this could have been an hour and 40 easily. You know, this did yeah. not need to be two hours. There was there was a lot of shit that could have been cut out. Have you seen much that the director's done? Because I think I've seen almost all of his films. Oh, but then you're going to do very well on the quiz then. Oh, well, I, no, don't. I've certainly seen several of them. Um, and this is definitely the best one that I've seen. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's very interesting. Okay. I was going to say, I, I very much enjoyed the Macbeth that he, hmm. that he did, but um, it wasn't as good as this. Right here, right here. I, I haven't. I actually, I think I've got it on my DVR. I haven't watched it yet, but um, yeah. And, and I'm a. I, I love Macbeth as well. Um, so I'm, I'm. I will get that watched. Let's let's move this on a little bit. So yeah. uh, as we said, we're not going to do a complete walkthrough. But the but the basic setup is, as you say, this this uh, new father figure comes in, befriends the kids. Mm-hmm. It's obviously the the mother is besotted with him, and that's that's good. I mean, that's a good start to a film. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I think we need to really point out, when it comes to true stories portrayed as horror movies, it's so much a suspense, thriller, horror style, mm-hmm. isn't it? Especially like this. Yeah. You know, it's never a straight horror film. Because you can't do it that way. It shouldn't be as well, no. because the, the, the nature of the, of the monster that's being depicted should come across without having to show every th- single monstrous thing that he does, and I think yeah. that's the big, the biggest credit I can give this film is that the balance of what you see and what you don't see is more or less perfect. I think it's the little ticks, it's the little imperfections that suddenly start to shine through, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I said earlier on that I was going to compare this to, to several films, and and uh, I don't know if you've seen these, you often tell me, but to, two that instantly sprung to mind were This Is England, and yeah, I've seen that, yeah, yeah, and also Boys Don't Cry. I mean, no, but, I've not seen that. That's the Hillary Swank thing. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not seen that. It, uh, very similar in tone. Working class again. Redneck. We need to find a different word, but um, yeah, that kind of working class that, I think type of society. What, I've been thinking this as we've been saying because you're right. Working class isn't the right thing. No. It, it certainly has different connotations. It's mm. it's what it's what 
is what unfortunately is termed the underclass sometimes. But yeah. I don't like using all of the terms we could use. I don't like because they're derogatory no, terms. Me neither. But but uh, hopefully by now the listener has understood what we're trying to describe. Of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah, they they know us by now. They're fine. They they they're listening to this going. Will you stop worrying and just talk about the film? I just don't want to. Yeah, I just don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> oh. you know, I mean, what what you get is a situation pretty quickly where he goes from uh, sort of charismatic mm. um, sort of mentor to basically manipulator. Yeah, and he manipulates everyone. But very cleverly him. done, though. Yeah, yeah, and and very convincing because mm. I mean. What the film does very well is you you like him as a viewer because yeah. he does nothing immediately. He, he, he's, you can see why the kids like him. You think, oh, he's a positive. I mean, we know he's not, obviously, but yeah. you think he comes across as a positive influence. Yep. You know, he does even the daft little things he does, like cooking them breakfast, mm-hmm. is like something that obviously doesn't happen regularly. Yeah. Oh, um, did you, I, I, I'm just going to add on that. What I thought was a lovely, lovely scene was him buying all the kids ice cream. I thought, yeah. oh, look at that. It's so sweet. And what do they do with the ice cream? They, they, yeah, they go and write rude words on a man's house with them. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that just a kick in the balls for what he thought was a really but, nice scene? But he does at least get them all one to eat at the end as well. He does, he does, at <laughs> least. Yay, yay for him. <laughs> but also yeah. it's the fact that, right, I, I, and I'm not generalising at all because I've got no space to talk, but but he's an everyman. He looks like you know. He's like he's me. You know. He's got a yeah. beard. He's he's got a you know terrible hair. <laughs> he is like me, and he doesn't dress particularly well. He's not the best looking bloke in the world. He's just a normal bloke. Yeah, you and know. He's not, he's not even particularly physically intimidating. No, you know, no, he's not even tall. He's not well no, built. But I think that's it's a bit. It's a, I know we keep coming back to the same cliches, but it's a bit like Hannibal Lectory thing, yeah. isn't it? He doesn't have to be physically intimidating because no. he's just quietly sort of psychologically intimidating yeah um, and, and it works really well he's fucking terrifying yeah he is he really really is we we need to talk about this okay so mm-hmm. john who is the interloper as we, you know yeah. if you want he is with the mother and yeah. then you also have four children three children four children th- it's either three or four i lost track because there are kids everywhere there are so you have Jamie, who is the middle child. Yeah, but he's then 16 you, years old, yeah. Yeah, but then you have the older brother. It's, it's Troy, isn't it? Troy. Yeah, but he's he's only a half-brother. Yeah, he, it's, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. and then there's uh, there Alex, and then there's... Oh, I don't know. There's so many kids around. But the, the, the yeah. thing I'm... My point is, is that you've got a, a great range of ages, and John, who is, again, the interloper... Um, Manages to befriend them all, apart from Troy. Yeah. And we find out very, very quickly why Troy is insular and doesn't want to interact with this new person in their lives. Yeah. Do we Do we want to go into that? Oh, we can just say briefly, Troy is sexually abusing his younger brother, yeah. uh, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost as if... John has a sixth sense for knowing this immediately because John John has huge issues with uh, both homosexuals and paedophiles. In fact, he conflates the two mm. in, in, a, in a quite disgusting uh, way. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he basically creates the world's most terrifying neighbourhood watch um, <laughs> group, uh, at which they sit around and they, they talk about how much they hate paedophiles yep. um, 
and sometimes gay people to say to John the two things apparently are the same and all the horrible things they're going to do to them if they get their hands on them. But also is the fact is that one of the family's best friends, Barry, is his name? Barry, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, is their name Barry? Um, Barry appears, we don't know because it's never mentioned, so we're playing guesswork, appears to be a transsexual. I think he. I think he's. A, a, from what I gather, the depiction is meant to be that he, he's an openly gay man mm. who who enjoys wearing women's clothes. I think. Again, can't know for, can't know for sure. So we're only playing guesswork here. So yeah, it's beautifully is, cast as well. He's absolutely fantastic in the role as Barry. It, uh, it nails it. Absolutely nails it. Brilliant, brilliant casting. So, but uh, again, it's not fully fleshed out, so we don't know. So we're just playing guesswork here. Yeah. So it starts off with John being quite happy with Barry's existence because because Barry is is happy to provide him with the names of 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 people that John can target mm. with his abuse yeah yeah and the thing that tips uh, John over the edge it i found incredibly chilling because you know like Barry has has given up all the information that he has and you know and he knows he's doing in some of his friends but he, mm-hmm. you know, he eventually says, "Well, that's that's it. That's that's all I know because everyone needs a friend." And John takes very, very big umbrage at that, and yeah, yeesh. And poor Barry doesn't make it. Nope. Um, yeah, and it's because what what basically John has organised this sort of uh, sort of kitchen sink militia, um, but most of them turn up just to it's a talking shop. They don't actually do anything, yeah. and they all believe that they're not really doing anything. But in fact, uh, John and his right-hand man, Robert, and their friend, Mark, mm. are in fact murdering people for real. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're targeting paedophiles and homosexuals, uh, largely paedophiles, I think, in, in this particular instance. Although it, it, the nature of all of their crimes are, isn't, aren't, isn't depicted in this film. Um, so some of their things we just don't know. Mm. Yeah, they're murdering them. Mm. Um, and everyone else thinks it's like... A bit of a not a joke as such, but they don't realise it's actually happening. With, no. with the exception of one person who picks up on it very, very quickly, mm-hmm. which is, um, which is the boy's mum, John's mm-hmm. partner. Yeah. She immediately, very soon, finds out and decides rather than reporting him to the police. None of this is actually explicitly said. You can just read between the lines yeah. that the the positives he brings the family are are better than shopping him, and she's prepared to live with the guilt. At least at first, it's it's mob wife, isn't it? It's mob wife yeah. mentality, you know. Um, yeah, she she knows what this what this guy is, but in a very crass way of putting it, they're making the neighborhood safer, if you will, in quote unquote. And he's also seems to be quite a good father figure. So who cares if he's getting rid of a couple of predators? You know, fuck me. Yeah, even saying that <laughs> it makes me feel yeah. un- uneasy. No, it's um, it, it yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And of course, the further things go, mm. and the more she realizes is happening, including well, I'll get to it in a moment, but uh, including something that really should uh, push her to do something when she can't. Well, um, well, let's move on, shall it we? Let's... Excruciating, yeah, it becomes excruciating mm. to watch. And I think, mm. I think what I wanted to say actually before we move oh, on okay. just quickly Sorry. is is what, what that you made the comparison with this is England earlier, mm. um, and and that what happens to poor Barry is very similar to how this is England culminates, where yes. you have two characters that you think are are on friendly terms, despite the fact that one of them clearly naturally has a hatred for for the other. And you, you think have, it's all going uh, okay? Yeah, Steve, Stephen Graham's character uh, who is a racist. And who has been a yeah. friend of a, a person of colour throughout the mo- most of the movie, and then it all comes to a head, doesn't it? 
Yeah, he says the wrong thing in yeah. Stephen Graham's eyes and gets yeah almost killed. God for it. damn. That ending of that film is fucking terrifying. Yeah. I've seen it once, I don't need to see it again. Same? Yeah. Absolutely same. No. Yeah, I mean, that's that's vital, isn't it? You say one wrong thing, and it, and you you cease to be a use to, to this type of yeah. person. You know, that's what that's it is. It. Okay, so the, the basic part, I mean, if you want to, the basic part of the story is the indoctrination of Jamie into this group to mm-hmm. go from this teenage boy just happy to have a father figure and someone who has a partner for their mum. Oh, by the way, we should point out is that Jamie, when you know he's fully, well, not fully, but when he's in that group and he fucking sits down with his mum who is bawling her eyes out and goes, you better not fuck this up, mum. And it was like, oh my God. At that point, he's naive to what's going on though. He doesn't really realise but it was the, the so brutal. Of the situation, and he thinks I... his mum and John have just had an argument, whereas in fact she's found out that John's been murdering people. Oh yeah. Uh, and as you say, he's like, "Well, well don't don't mess up this relationship because I basically like this guy being around because he does good things." Yeah. But at that point, he doesn't realise those things actually no. include murdering people, no. including his friends. No. Should we talk about that when he finds out that his friends are being murdered? Yeah, I think we should because because Jamie is quite. He's quite, I don't want to. I, I mean the word soft in, in the nicest possible sense. He's he's not naturally going to be part of this no. group. He spends a lot of his time crying mm-hmm. when he finds various things out. And yeah, John he has a friend, arguably his best friend mm-hmm. as far as it's portrayed, who is uh, a junkie, mm-hmm. and John doesn't like that, so John murders him. Yep. And um and then John takes Jamie to show the him the body of his dead best friend and. Yep. I think this is his first introduction to the fact that John kills people. And Jamie, as you can imagine, is incredibly upset mm-hmm. by the whole situation. But he is so manipulated by John and so probably scared of him mm-hmm. that he's unable to do anything but assist in the disappearance. That scene was fucking powerful. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, he he goes and packs his, his friend's stuff up into black bin bags that they can get rid of. And then he goes um, to the doctor's and pretends to be his friend so they can continue uh, receiving, I think it's a payment for medication. It's That's something right, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, oi. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very difficult. It's, not in the, it's one of several difficult scenes, some of which we've, we've already uh, glossed over or ignored because we don't want to talk about them. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no point going over that. I mean, let's, let's put it this way. In fact, this is a good way of putting it. There are, several really brutal scenes in this that we're not going to describe. And the reason we aren't going to describe them should tell you that we don't need to describe them. <laughs> if you want to see it, I mean, you watch it. If not, the, the, the nothing one to do that I will talk about in, in, in passing is the culmination of John's uh, uh, getting Jamie's involvement in, in his crimes yeah. is that, um, as, you, as you'll remember what we said earlier, that that, that Jamie is being uh, sexually abused by his older brother. Mm. And John yeah. picks up on this immediately, so John decides to kill the older brother, Troy. Mm-hmm. But not just murder him, he wants to torture him first. Um, and they do things to him which are deeply unpleasant. But, but uh, can, can I just ask, yeah. before we go there, mm, uh, without describing what happens... Mm-hmm. Um, we do see Troy's abuse of Jamie. We um, do, yes, yeah. we do. It's 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 gra- graphically depicted yeah. in the film. So we we yeah we do. we we do. Was that necessary? Do you think that scene? I 
It's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, I do think it's necessary. It's I, like, I don't it's, like to say that about the nature of the scene, but yes, I do think it's necessary uh, because I think it adds the, the the real emotional gravitas towards yeah. what happens to him because it, you're, yeah. you're pulled in about five different directions emotionally. Uh, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, yeah, look, I, d- I don't want to see it again, ever. But for for what you need to know what occurs and what we're just about to talk about, it needs to be there. But yeah, I don't want to fucking see it ever again. <laughs> ever. Yeah, so basically, John uh, tortures Troy he to does. the point of near death. Um, and he enjoy- it, 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 it's not like he, he's not enjoying it in the sense... Of like laughing and and so he's like a professional about it. He he, actually, he, yeah. he wants to he, he wants to, to yeah he, he wants to maximize the amount of pain and, and 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 distress that Troy is in, but he never loses his focus, and to the point where Jamie um, enters that all this takes place in the bathroom. Yeah, should should point out pain. this is really now I'm thinking about it. This is really the only proper bit of, not gore, but. Violence, yeah, you really see, the, the, yeah, um, the, the, and and even then, it's still interspersed with cutaways and extra scenes and things like that. It's not glorified at all. It's not. It's not sore. It's not hostile. You no, know, I mean that. That's what makes it so hard to watch. Yeah. Is that it's 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 horribly realistic. And John chooses to put his brother out of his misery by um by throttling him to death rather than seeing him tortured for another half an hour or whatever. Yep. So then, of course, John has therefore... Sorry, Jamie has therefore mm. committed murder and crossed the final yep. bit of the Rubicon the boundary, to becoming yeah. a killer. Um, although he's still there, you know... But that was John's arrested. plan, wasn't it? That's why he did what he yeah. was doing. It was yeah, to get Jamie him. to do it. He groomed him to be his um, yeah, his little foot soldier. Fucking brutal. And we, we should also mention that there is... Uh, we're not going to talk about it, but there, there is an animal killing in this as well. Yeesh. We won't go there, but yeah, there is. So yeah. be warned. That's all we're saying is be warned. No, it's something for no one in all this film. <laughs> something yeah, for uh... no one. <laughs> I like that way of putting it. So yeah, so obviously, as we're saying, Jamie is now sort of crossed crossed over into the, the sort of the threshold of being in John's inner circle, but he's never fully in, is he? He's never fully committed. No, and and, and John's right hand man, Robert, never really understands. No. Uh, John's obsession with trying to get this lad in because he sees him as weak, he sees him as a liability. Well, he's kind of right. Uh, yeah, well, he is ultimately. Yeah, and yeah, but John persists with it uh, right up until the end, and the end comes um, when he gets Jamie to lure another brother mm. um, that we do see briefly earlier in the film that John just apparently doesn't like. Yeah. There's, there's no real, there's no reason and rhyme and reason other than the fact that John has taken against this lad because he spoke, he talked back to him. That was it, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it, he's, he's white, he's straight, he's got. There's nothing to, that John could hate about him, but as you say, he just talked back once. He talked back. So, so John gets Jamie to lure him to um, to a, 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 an abandoned bank mm. um, where, where we don't see it, but where we we know through the facts of the case that he was murdered. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's how the film ends, isn't it? I mean, it is. That yeah. it, it is. That I mean, yeah, the film ends there, and then with a description of the of the true crimes that occurred and what went on in the next few days when they were caught um, with the human remains of, I think, eight people, uh, all in barrels yep. stored in this abandoned bank, and then another couple that were found in in the the garden of the of the boys' home. Was it eleven um, in total? A, I counted. Uh, the, the, he was the John was charged with eleven murders. I think there might have been. 12 right. overall but they couldn't prove one I think okay 
Um, Fair enough. But yeah, he, he was charged with the murders, and Jamie um, was charged with assisting with four of them, mm. and um, and Robert was charged, I think, with eight mm-hmm. counts of murder as well. Yeah. And um, the the, the, the mum was the mom, charged as well, wasn't she? Because she knew. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. If you know and you don't report it, yeah. But she died before she could be um, convicted. And she looked out. It's so hard to talk about a film of this nature, and I really am glad we didn't do a walkthrough for because fucking hell. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to. Let's talk about this a little bit more before we go into ratings and whatnot. A bit a bit more about the film itself. So we have, I mean, we have this. I mean, it's a very low budget film, but mm-hmm. but it comes across really well made. The mm-hmm. director knew what they were doing. Uh, whoever their DP was knew exactly what they were doing with the lighting because the lighting coming through the windows or outside is is spectacular all the way through. You get, as we said before, you get that deep sense of grime and poverty and, and sorry, as we said, lower class, whatever you want to go. We will never come up with a great term to describe it, but that's what it is. It's effective. It's really effective the way the way they made this movie. You know, I think I've used the phrase before, but it gets under your fingernails. It's mm. that kind of film. You can feel you can feel it. It's gritty. Mm-hmm. It's gritty, and I don't mean gritty in a kind of, oh, let's remake Batman. I mean gritty <laughs> in a kind of, sure. you can feel the grit on the tips of your fingers, yeah. and everything feels dirty and sweaty, and you can smell it, and it's, yeah, it's bleak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it gives you an insight not only to, obviously the horrible crimes that are depicted, but also into, unfortunately, the bleak conditions in which some people live. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't pull back from that. Mm. However, to shine a little light on it, mm-hmm. as we say that this is not the this was not what we neither of us were expecting. No, you know, no. I mean, and that that's surely got to be the the biggest takeaway from this, isn't it? Yeah, because d- despite the fact that we've just, we've described a couple of of unpleasant things and and more that we didn't. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't find this unwatchable because it is so well done. Yes, and because the, the violence and you I mean you asked me the question: should the the scene, uh, you know, the abuse scene have been in there? And I said yes because that I think it needed that um, in order to get across, you know, what it was trying to say, what ultimately yeah. was said. Um, and I, I didn't because everything had its purpose and place and reason and rationale. I didn't find it unwatchable, and in fact, I've watched it twice mm-hmm. um, for, in preparation yeah, for the me podcast. Too. And I think that it has to be to the director and and the, the production teams in, in sort of whole credit mm-hmm. is that they can cover a subject matter like this and produce a film that I mean I know ironically going back to how we started this this discussion about um, the film that it's be, we were watching it because so many people said they couldn't watch it again, mm-hmm. but I I didn't feel that for me personally no, no. I I I, I, I felt there was a lot to appreciate in it. No, I I completely agree. The the plus points uh, far outweighed its negative points, and I'm I'm sure that will uh, will bear fruit when we when we give our rating shortly. Was there anything else you wanted to bring about uh, Snowtown? No, I think we've covered. You know, I've, I've, I think we've we've given it a fair assessment, and we've we've covered the broad points of the of the, of the film, and I think people get a taste for what it is, and people who haven't seen it can make their own judgments now as to if if they want to. Yeah, the 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 only thing I would add as a caveat, which is as as you said. Uh, before is that we've talked about and done walkthroughs on films that are much more brutal than this yeah but i think it's the fact that it's real life adds that little bit extra true um true and the fact that we we've 
you know that there are some things in film that are, that are very again we, it comes back to a message we talk about all the time about film you know films are, are subjective sure. so what what scares you you know doesn't scare for me i have a real problem watching sexual violence i don't imagine anybody of the right frame of mind likes to sit down and watch any no. but you know what i mean that 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 gets me more than than blood and guts and gore and and stuff and and for that reason that's why one of the reasons we decided not to do a walkthrough for this but yeah. also it's it you know it's it's a reason that 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 makes films difficult to watch for me mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah yeah but i mean if you if you go back to to what we have reviewed i found funny games much more hard to watch than this yeah i think that's fair and martyrs as well mm-hmm. is 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 a you know that the, the, there's prolonged scenes of torture in that mm-hmm. that that are that are perhaps more difficult to watch yeah than this, but as I suspect, the difference being that in Martyrs, the 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 the, the protagonist, are, and there's no re- rhyme or reason as to why what's happening to them happens here. Going back to what we were saying about about this film, the torture scene is is occurring to someone we know already has committed horrible crimes themselves, yeah. and as a viewer, that gives you an out, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether it should or not. It does, yeah. and I think that's the that's the the, the difference. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Whereas that. Say funny games. It was an innocent yeah, it, family. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't give you that. I mean, we wax lyrical about funny games when we talked about it because we both rated that incredibly highly because it's 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 a fantastic film, but not obviously not for everyone. And this this is another film that certainly isn't for everyone. Approach with caution is what I put on uh, on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. I, I we we can't tell anyone what to view and what not to view. All we can say is, oh, oh sorry. All I can say, I don't know if you agree, but uh, as I say, approach with caution. You know, this mm-hmm. this is brutal, and it but it's all, worth. But it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch, but it's going to stay with you for a long time. Mm. It really is. Okay, my friends. Uh, how about a rating for Snowtown? I'll give it an eight. I thought it was very well done. My mm. major gripe would be that. Um, Unless you know the background to the killings and have or have watched the film a couple of times, or um, I don't think everything is necessarily very clear. I don't think the the characters yes are, are, are very well distinguished at times. I think it's very easy to forget who someone is and not mm. know why we care that X is happening to Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, it moves at a pace, particularly in the first act, mm-hmm. that is so rapid you, you you're struggling to keep up with who who these yeah. people are and who's important and who isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the only gripes I can really give it. It's it's a very powerful piece of, of filmmaking, yeah. and uh, it handles a really difficult topic um, in with a really deft touch. So yeah, eight out of ten. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I'm I'm not far off. Um, I I've been I've been between a seven and an eight the entire time. Even uh, last night when I was watching it again for the second time. Uh, sorry, today last night I watched it, and uh, never mind. And so I've been umming and ahhing about it. Um, I'm going to leave it at a seven for now, but maybe when I think about it more, it may go up to an eight. It's it's a it's a really good film. It's so well made, and the acting performance performances, considering only two of the people in the film were actual actors, and the rest were, as I say, you know, Amdram people or fucking people off the street. You know, where this where where this was filmed, and that's that's incredibly impressive. It looks. Yeah. Amazing, as you say, it gets under your fingernails, and so many parts of it are unrelenting with their brutality, and it really won't leave my head for for 
a while and I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I may do. I, I if, if someone was with me and they sort of say, do you want to watch that? I would literally say, I've seen it. Do you want to watch it? But here's X, Y, and Z, why you may not. And I'd already had um, a couple of private messages uh, on on social media sort of saying, oh, I saw the trailer and I'm not going anywhere near that, but I'll listen to you talk about it. It's like, okay, well, that's <laughs> that's fine. That's fine by me. If we, if that's what you want to do, then that's that's absolutely no problem. Uh, it's brutal. It's unrelenting. But um, uh, the downsides to it, though, um, uh, it, yeah, it's too long. Uh, cut 20 minutes out. I, I think it would be a hell of a lot better. The ending for me, personally, I, I get what they were trying to go for, but I just think it was a little... It was a little too... Abrupt? Not just abrupt, but it was a little too ambiguous because also it was the fact that the, the last... I mean, forgive me, this sounds terrible, but the, the last killing that obviously you don't see it's never properly fleshed out why he did it. Obviously, again, if you, as you say, if you read into the backstory and then you understand. But if you're just watching this film cold, then it's just sort of like, okay, but why? Why did that happen? So that was a little bit, yeah, yeah. They're minor gripes, and it is really, really between a seven and an eight. But I, I'm gonna lump with a seven at the moment. But it may move up to an eight when I think about it a little bit more. But it's, I mean, fuck me, mate. What a fucking hard watch that is. Yeah. Mm. Read. My word. Okay. Now, probably the most <clears throat> tricky, tricky one we've ever done, my friend. Douche of the week. <laughs> ben! Smoggy! Who's the douche of the week? Uh, I'm not sure that we can pick anybody from this film, is it? I'll pick myself as a douche for <laughs> suggesting it. Wow. Are we self owning a douche of the week? I've I, I wanted one of those trophies since episode whenever we came up with the idea. So, okay. um, yes, I'll claim it and wave it aloft like an Oscar. To be fair, we've got to give that to the JT Movie Podcast that you were once a part of, because that's where it came from. So, oh, it's, yeah, so I, I invented and uh, awarded myself my own award. That's fair. <laughs> to tell you, that's how all awards sure should be. My word. Okay, so, for the very first time, and maybe not the last, Ben is our douche of the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friend. Quiz? The never-ending quiz. Ah. Let's quiz. Let's have a laugh doing it, because Gordon Bennett, am I all uh, <laughs> solemned out? Oh, trust me. The the next hour and a half is going to be pure hilarity. <laughs> How many questions are there? <laughs> okay, my friend, do you want to tell us the current scores? It's a nail-biter, Clive, mm-hmm. uh, because you're currently on 39. Mm-hmm. And I'm on 38. Oh, dear God. You're going to be well ahead by the end of this. Oh, hang on. No, I think I've, oh, no hang on. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting news in my earpiece. I may have added this up wrong. Oh, okay. I have. It's, it's 34 plus 33. I, I was one extra five-bar gate that I counted that wasn't there in both. So who's in the lead? You or me? Uh, you know, you, you're in the lead. Oh. You've got 30, 34 and I've got 33. Right. Well, you're going to be well ahead after this, trust me. Don't put these the psychological games. I, uh, I tell I, you, these mind, these mind games have got no place in this competition. Tr- trust me, mate. Right. Look, I, I told you privately <laughs> that this was a bastard to make a quiz for. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, the vast majority of the trivia about this film is about real life murders. And I don't want to go mm-hmm. down that route. Because that's just depressing. No. 
So, no, you know, exactly. let's let's try and have had some... enough of that for one episode. Exactly. Let's try and have some fun with the quiz. So, okay. All right. Well, I I after after what you said uh during the not walkthrough, uh I think you're mm-hmm. going to get this one straight away. So, here we okay. go. Director Justin Cozell mm-hmm. went on to direct which video game adaptation starring Michael Fassbender? It was Assassin's Creed and it wasn't very good. It was and it wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I'll do this because it's the only film-based one I have, really. Okay. During uh, the runtime of Snowtown, uh, at mm-hmm. one point, a video game is played. What is that video game they are playing? It's Alex Kidd in Miracle World. And I know because I had it for my Master System. It was the game that was built in to the Master System. Well so done. That music is in, is ingrained in my mind. We are the same generation, my friend. I remember that too. It was in the Master System. Well done. It was built in. And I never finished the bastard thing because they had an algorithm in it that meant that you couldn't. Is that true? Mm-hmm. You got to the final boss and you had to beat him at, um, at scissors, paper, stone, and whatever you picked, he would pick the the winning thing. It didn't matter which one you did, he would always win. That's harsh. Mm. Well, I suppose it teaches kids about disappointment. So it certainly did me it, to the point where I had to buy. There were I think there were a handful of other Alex Kid games, and I bought Alex Kid in Shinobi World. And I finished it, and I could not. It was the first video game I ever finished, wow. and I just I couldn't believe that I'd managed to finish the game. Wow! And you and you've never let that go. <laughs> no, I don't need to. I've retired from the world of Alex Kidd computer games on a, with a with a played two one one lost one. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, uh, seriously, I had to stretch with these questions. I mean, it's there's no judgment here. Okay. Well, you've got you've got a two out of two so far. So of course you're That's happy. Why I'm not judging. Okay. Barrel. Scraping. Right. What percentage approval rating does Snowtown have on Rotten Tomatoes? Does it have 77%, 83%, or 89%? I'll go 83%. And you would be right as well? Yes. Well done. When released in the US... Right, I've got... Oh, no. Oh, shit. I've just realised I've written this question wrong. I'm going to have to uh, do this quickly in my head. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. When released in the US, Snowtown grossed closest to which of these numbers? $30,000, $20,000, or $10,000? Wow, really? It must have had, a, obviously, a very limited run. Um... Or it just wasn't very popular. <laughs> I know, but even so, you think... I know, but Australia... uh, Let me put it this way. Australia and the UK were a lot bigger than that. I'll go 10,000. Fuck me, he's right again! No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can he do a clean sweep? Oh, a Bob's full house. Mm -hmm. Do a Bob. Can he do a Bob? That's not Mm -hmm. right, but yeah. Okay, here we go. So, uh, John, in the movie, uh, the main, well, villain, if you want. Yeah. He's played by Daniel Henshaw, but he also has a part in which 2014 Australian horror movie? The Babadook. He's got five out of five! Five out of five. Stop the quiz. Wow, he's done it. What? I have to say, they were were kind questions. (laughs) Um, But yes, I did recognise him from The Babadook as well. My word, he's done it. Well done, mate. Tell you what. I'm on a high now. (laughs) I've got a mountain to climb in the next episode. 
the good. Yeah, I'm going to give you an. I'm going to give you an, a few easy ones. I think for the next one, it's only fair. Oh, I don't know what the film is. I was going to say it might be difficult. Yeah, well, it might be difficult. We'll get to that shortly. We'll get to that shortly. But anyway, that was Snowtown. Uh, well, what can we say? We we've given you enough warnings. So if you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, don't. Fair and enough. if you do and you don't like it, don't fucking blame don't us. us. No. Don't tell us because we couldn't give a fuck. So right, <laughs> okay. So my friend, have you been talking to those wonderful spirits again? The Wicked of Horror. Um, let me just get up the spirit guide machine. Good. Um, yes, I asked them, because I can't remember. I asked them... <laughs> shit. <laughs> you asked them shit? That's not nice. I asked them... No, they asked me... No, I didn't ask them anything. I said spirits. <laughs> Give us a question, and they were like, I all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, uh, which animal makes for the best stroke, most terrifying movie horror for? Yep. So we're looking basically for sort of animals in horror films that people are think are oppressive or are, are scared of yeah uh, um, and and we should point out before we get into it that i it's on a par with the last time but i think this may be the most contributed to response ever it, it sounds like facebook may have gone wilder it, it, facebook went fucking mental right so uh yeah it was it was weird it just went it exploded so you know split yours up if you want because i've got a lot to get through off facebook well, I'll I'll do I'll do the ones that were sent to me directly because I I retweeted this and people then directly replied to me rather than the podcast. So mm-hmm. we've got uh, birds. This is from Tree, who's at Tree underscore Kimber, oh, okay. who replied, "Birds, any kind of bird. I hate them and I'm genuinely terrified by them." And of course, there was a, a reasonably well-known film about birds that attacked people. Was there? Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. Some lesser-known. Never heard of it. Any, uh, this is from Julia Barnes. Mm-hmm. Any animal oh, coming Julia. at me, but a chimp. A chimp has to be the worst. <laughs> Clever, strong, and with the ability to open the door, look in the wardrobe, climb in through the window, and they have expressive faces, so they can look particularly devilish. Shudder. Got to imagine what the PG tips are. Is she describing me? Well, you are. You, you can be quite chimp-like. I can. I'm like a shaved chimp. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to take that as a compliment. That uh, rich. Has replied with uh, just maggots. Uh, <laughs> Fair dues. Thank you, Rich. And, and uh, uh, to which uh, Miss Shiv, who, who um, on Twitter has replied, "There's a horror novel where giant eels come up the sewer pipes and bite a man's penis off whilst he's having a wee." Nice eels, though. Mm. That was in. The, doesn't that happen in Snakes on a Plane? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and um, uh, Piranha. It, does it happen in Critters? Have I imagined that? No, Ghoulies. Uh, ghoulies. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, that was same it. Shade. Same shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same right, shit, it. different day. <laughs> so you, you can go now. Bang bang me some Facebook wins. Oh, fucking hell. Right, okay. Come on, this is the admin part of the job. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, that, that's I, I wasn't saying fucking hell to you. I was saying... I, I hope you're ready. I know. I, well, I should. I should hope you weren't. I was just expressing. You know, I was going with your exasperation. A cavalcade. A cavalcade of responses on Facebook. All right, thesaurus man. And and, and let me just point out is that uh, there is no there is no uh, limit on what people can write on Facebook. So these get a little lengthy. Oh, abridged. Abridged them. For the sake of, I, I, I'm too drunk. Just read every other word. I'm too drunk to. Do- oh, no, no, God, no. I'm too drunk <laughs> to abridge anything. Right. So, we start off with regular contributor 
and our good friend Matthew Craft. Hello, Matthew. Oh. Yeah. He says, hmm, should I go for comical answer or correct answer? He says, well, you could make an argument for wasps, uh, their pointless yellow shitty gits. Yeah. Uh, certainly wouldn't want to face an angry swarm of those. However, the correct answer, he's being very presumptuous here. However, the correct, correct answer is the great white shark. He says, utterly terrifying, remorseless killing machine. And yes, I'm increasingly baffled that Jaws is yet to give, <laughs> is yet to be given the rated age treatment. We'll get there eventually. It, 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 we'll get there. Yes. It's a masterpiece and surely worthy of a full review, even if some heretics believe that George, Jaws 2, George, George 2. Uh, George 2. Yep. George of the Jungle. Exactly. That Jaws, <laughs> Jaws is... <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> even if some heretics believe that Jaws 2 is superior... Uh, no one thinks that ever. No, but I will say, does Jaws have a shark eating a helicopter? No, it doesn't. I knew Just you Jaws were going to fucking yes, talk about that. I knew you were going to do that. Um, although I did point out the fact is that humans are invading Jaws's home, so he's the real victim. So well, the sea. He lives there. Yeah, but he can't have all of it. Selfish twat. He's a fucking twenty-five foot shark. Of course he does. Anyway, never mind. Uh, we uh, we then go on to Zach Eastman. Hello, Zach. We love you. Uh, he says, straightforward, birds. But then he expounds, of course. Hi, birds. He, he, <laughs> he says, Hitchcock proved this by making... <laughs> oh, my God. By making me pee my pants at a young age, watching his 63 classic. Hence, when done right, birds can be a rather terrifying force. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an extension, I am terrified of peacocks, and so if anyone makes a horror film about them, I will be crying in a corner. Nice. Thank you, Zach. We then come on to uh, Sally Ann Bedford. She says, Cujo, and not because I would be... Hang on. Cujo, yeah. And not because I would be scared of him, but because I, <laughs> but because I wouldn't be scared of him. I'd try and pet him and see the best in him, because he's a Saint Bernard and cute, and then I'd be dead. Oh, fucking hell, Sally Ann, you went dark. She goes, uh, I still can't believe the brutal end to the book. I didn't think Stephen King would go there, but he did. Dead child and all. And then I apologise because she gave a shit because you gave Cujo the wrong breed when you reviewed it. So thank me. It's a dog, man. They're all the same. Thank me for that. I saved your ass there. We then come on to Keith Martin. Hello, Keith. Uh, he says, oh, shit. Brace yourself. Mm-hmm. He says, cats. He says, come on. <laughs> I'll start again. He says, come on, everyone. They are two-faced to begin with. And this is coming from someone who has four of them. They can turn on a dime. They can, that's fair. But but I'm not scared of them. Right. Unless they were big. I, 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 I agree. I, well, mm. but um, Greg Miller chimed in with something, but it's in the most weird English I've ever seen that I'm, I'm not going to read that sorry greg i'm really sorry uh come on to gibbery just, just cut it out I, i'm gonna cut it out i already have cut it out because i didn't read it right. um uh, she says isn't man the scariest animal of all she's being clever there well, G. The, the, yeah, well apart from the chimps obviously uh okay uh oh, i'm gonna come back to that one in just a minute uh yeah uh, look look at this this is brilliant charles eastman hello charles he puts two words that's it he puts Grizzly bear. Yeah, I must admit, I, I genuinely am grateful I don't live in a, in a country where I go for a walk and could be mauled by an eight-foot monster. I, 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 I can't disagree with that at all. 
we come on to uh, our top fan. Sorry, one of our top fans. <laughs> I know he, I know he hates it when I say that, so I'm going to say it again. One of one of our many top fans is uh, Stephen Harrison. Hello, Stephen. He says a sheep. He says as a Yorkshire man, it's not true what they. What what say about us Yorkshiremen? He's written it in Yorkshire. Right, hang on. I'm going to do this in Yorkshire. A sheep. As a Yorkshire man, it's not true what say about us Yorkshiremen and sheep. Me wellies are kept safe in shoebox. Have the lambs stopped screaming now, has it? Yes, they have. Their buggers on gas mark nine in me oven. He wrote it in Yorkshire. Yeah. You're related to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only by marriage. All right. Uh, well, lucky you. <laughs> um, we then come on to Andrea Braid. Hello, Andrea. Uh, she says, bunnies. Uh, she says, night of the leapers. Uh, so <laughs> so in- unintentionally funny, I may just bust a <laughs> bust a blood vessel laughing so much. Also, watership down. Nasty. And who yeah, could forget <laughs> the... <laughs> The rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's a foul and savage beast. She's right. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well said. Uh, fucking hell. There's a lot here. Uh, we come to Amy Cornell. Hello, Amy. Uh, she says, scorpions. Uh, she says, not sure why, but those tails give me panic attacks. I, I, That's fair. I can. I, I wouldn't fancy a, a scorpion nope. crawling across my naked chest. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't fancy that either, mate. Uh, Nick Vickery Brown. Hello, Nick. Uh, she says, evil, crunchy <laughs> June Maybugs. I mean, we used to call them uh, Thunderbugs around here. I don't know what we, what you call them. They're little things. Yeah. That, like a yellow t-shirt. They're tiny, li- yeah, the tiny little black yeah, Thunderbugs. Yeah, yeah Thunderbugs. Thunderbugs, yeah. Yeah. Scourge of the summertime. Uh, ah, a good friend, Bonnie Miller. Hello, Bonnie. Uh, she says, if it's on land, it's a Goliath Tranchula. <laughs> Goliath. Very specific. Goliath tarantula. I love that. And then she says, if it's in sea, it's a goblin shark. Goblin shark? Yep. A goblin? Is that a thing? I, 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 do you know what? Bonnie knows her shit, so I'm going to take her out. Is that because it goblin all the fish? Uh, uh, Well, no, but goblin spelt as in like hoggle from Labyrinth. I know, it was a joke, man. I know, I know. I'm just just playing along. Because Quint gets gobbled by a shark. He does get gobbled. But yeah, that's fair enough. Hang on, I've got to go. Do you want me to come back with some Twitter? Yes, let's have some Twitter and I'll break, come back break to up Facebook. Break the Facebook monotony. Right, uh, Alison Slattery says, Monkeys, all of them, uh, especially the flying one, uh, air flying one. Uh, I was even, uh, she says, actually, especially this bugger, and it's a picture of a flying monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume from um, from uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Maybe there's more flying monkeys. <laughs> I was even relieved when... The one in the Raiders of the Lost Ark ate that bad apple and died, or bad date, wasn't it? And died. He was bound to have ripped someone's face off eventually. I firmly believe that is every monkey's end game. <laughs> well, she'd have loved um, uh, Temple of Doom, where they get their brains eaten. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Guinea pigs, says Kevin Whitcomb. Guinea especially pigs. Especially if the victim is, co- is covered in lettuce. I think that might be a, might be a joke. <laughs> uh, Adam has shared a picture of the dog from Adam. the thing. With, with bits coming out. Well, he's right. Scott Lamont says, a bit Scott. obvious with spiders. They can kill you. They can move, they move quickly and creepily. Uh, slightly less obvious is the other reason. Rather embarrassing, it's the film Arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. I know it's a comedy horror, but it still scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I, I don't like spiders as well. No, you don't. Um, but, so, so, no, I can. Or butterflies. I can go for that. Uh, yeah, butterflies. It's the legs. <laughs> um, Kev, Kev's in with uh, General uh, Woundwort from... Uh, 
what's its face? Uh, it w- wound Wart, isn't it? What, what it spelled, he spelled it wound water. I oh, okay. read it. Sorry, but that's, that's, that might be my fault. I'm, I'm, Although, I'd just like to point out you've just read uh, our two co hosts in quick succession. That's just the order they come. Okay. I don't I don't control the internet. I'm just saying. Yeah, from anyway, from Watership Down. House of Hammer. Represent. Indeed. <laughs> uh, uh, Robert Stroud goes for Canadian geese hey, got chased by one as a child and it was terrifying. Um, oh, they yeah, can be terrifying. Truth. Yeah, they can break your own. That's swans. But. They're just little, little swans, aren't they? Uh, Buckwheat says, I'm not okay. afraid of birds in real life, but the ones in Hitchcock's The Birds can do one. The flappy, feathery-faced fuckers. Wow. Uh, do, we want a, do, we, do we want a story from uh, Philip Gwynne-Jones? We, we can. L- let, me just, um, let me just do one more from Facebook. Uh, I, I do have more, but let me just do this one, because I, it's, I, I found it. It's someone you know, Angie Harrison. Yeah, hello, Angie. Hello. Sorry, is it Angie or Ange? I've been letting you say Angie for episodes, but it's Ange. It's Ange. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, Ange. I do apologise. Anyway, <laughs> Angie Harrison. I've been letting you do it for about 30 episodes, but, you know. It's, Fuck it. It's... I'm going to keep going. Angie, hello. Uh, she says... She hasn't, wrote, she hasn't wrote in to complain, has she? So. She, and she writes in a lot, by the way. There you go. You see? So she's obviously on it. That's true. Thank you, Angie. And she says, it's a moth for me. She says... Oh, yeah. Mm. She's... <laughs> she it's says... Dirty butterfly. She says, those fat, hairy bodies freak me right out. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, oh shit, is that where Ben gets his phobia from? <laughs> because I know, I, I said to her, I said, you called them big, fluttery bastards before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she agreed with me. She said, that's, that's, that's where she got it from. Uh, I do have more on Facebook, but uh, as you say, let's, let's go to Philip on Twitter. Yeah, it's a bit of a story here. Mm. Uh, so, okay. In the mid-70s, I'm maybe eight or nine years old, me and my mates. Ben, my Ben, Ben, go for a... Ben, bring yourself up big. Put life... Yeah, so I'm, on a, I'm, I'm attached to a cable. I know. So that's why I can't... I know, I know. I, I know, my... but this is Philip. So bring yourself up big and put fucking all your heart and passion into this, motherfucker. Okay, so in the mid-70s, I'm maybe eight or nine years old. Me and my mates go... And our mums and dads would often go for a walk in, in, in the something country park near Port Talbot. That's a bit in Welsh, you can't read that. There were four routes to follow, red, blue, yellow and green, all marked out with signposts. And as kids, finding the next signpost was kind of a big adventure. We got a bit lost on the yellow trail. We could hear our mums' voices nearby, so we knew we weren't that lost. We thought we would find a shortcut back to them. This took us on a path between the nearby road and a very thickly forested area. We did not know this, but a guy from a local fish and chip shop used to drive that way and chuck his refuse over the barrier into the forest. As a result, a nest of vipers had come to live there. Does he really mean vipers? Yep. Walking along the path, my mate stepped on a stick, which then moved. He started screaming and crying and running, of course, and we all ran after him. He found his mum and in floods of tears showed her the bite on his ankle. We, as his very best friends in the world, informed him that there are adders I've informed him that adders are poisonous and might and he might die. This did not go down well with him nor indeed his mum. He was taken to hospital and tapped in just overnight just in case. I know adders are not that dangerous, but I tell you, if I'm walking through a forest, I am always wearing stout shoes and looking where my feet are, which is a long wind of saying long winded way of saying it's snakes. I once saw it. Did I tell you I once saw a snake in the, you in the wild? T- you took a photo of it and put it on Twitter. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it was my son that found it. I'm, so I'm sorry. Snake, right. I was like, no, no, no. Can we, can, we, can, we, can we just rewind about a minute? You started mm. off so bombastic, like, 
fucking Brian Blessed, and you ended up like Frank Spencer. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's the, yeah, it was the, the emotion of the story. Yeah, it was great. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll finish off Twitter, then I can put the phone away. <laughs> uh, Adam, Adam Hare says, Birds. Hello, Adam. Are they remaking the Hitchcock classic at some point? I trust not. I did hear rumours of that, actually, but um, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, they, to be fair, they've remade Psycho. They've remade Rear Window. So I guess nothing is sacrosanct. So True. Heather McNaughton says, Kittens, razor sharp oh, and lightning fast. And that's about it, I think. Okay. Okay. We'll go back to Facebook and we'll go to Claire Victoria. Uh, hello, Claire. Uh, she's a new comment commenter uh she says uh great white sharks i can't even paddle around the coast of anglesey because of the film uh in fact i panicked <laughs> in fact i panicked in center parks <laughs> well done claire what in case one swamp the filter or something uh well she says uh so i swam in the big pool underwater saw the grid at the end probably for the wave machine it reminded me of the scene in jaws 3 at the uh, oh at the sea park of course yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and she says i had a panic attack even i realized i was a bit dramatic but i don't think any animal is scarier scarier than a great white no that's fair dude Oh, oh I, I did ask if we were allowed to include that on the show, and she said, no, please do, uh, laugh away. So that's fair news. Amanda Johnson. Hello, Amanda. And another new one. We're getting... I'm loving this. This is great. She says, uh, again, moths. She says, yeah. uh, big, massive moths. I know it's not an animal, but Silence of the Lambs only confirmed my fears. Okay, fair news. Yeah. What about the Mothman prophecies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, throwing it in there. Oh, that's true. Uh, we come to our friend uh, Stacy Nicholson. Hello, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Yeah, she loves you. She says she's scared of spiders. They're wee scuttling fuckers. But they are. They are. But that, they're, they're guilty as charged. They are. They are. They are. Uh, we come on to Rashmi. Hello, Rashmi. She's one of another one of our top fans. That's really going to piss Stephen off. But yes, <laughs> Rashmi is. And uh, uh, she says, "Can we make them fight to the death?" Uh, uh, we've. You've done that joke before, and it didn't end well, so don't do it again. Um, I don't remember. So. Uh, well, you're not on Facebook. I have to deal with this shit. So, uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's why I don't care. Yeah, yeah let's make them fight to the death. So, don't stop it. What did she say? Oh, yeah. Uh, mosquitoes are the deadliest animals on Earth. She had to take it real. She had to... to where's your sense of fun? Uh, Brad. Brad Michael. Hello, Brad. He included a picture, and I've got... Uh, uh, I'm guessing that's. I'm guessing it's from the Wizard of Oz because it looks like a winged monkey holding a a dog. Yeah, I had that on Twitter as well. That's what I said. Right, flying monkey. Oh well, he's done it twice then. Well then, I don't care about him. No, it wasn't the same person. It was someone else. Oh well, then I do care. So yeah, it's a winged. Are you listening to anything I say? I'm doing two things at once here. He's a listener. He's under a lot of pressure here. It's 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 quite sad to watch. To be honest, the system's falling apart in front of our very eyes or your ears, but my eyes. You know, he's, he's, he's collapsed. He's like someone's turned the power off. I need rebooting. Okay. We come on to previous guests twice. Thomas Austin Morgan. Tommy. Who you hate for some reason. Why do you hate him? I don't. I don't hate Tommy. I like Tommy. <laughs> he says, spiders, hands down. Fuck the cunts. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> he says, I've watched Arachnophobia and Eight-Legged Freaks, mind you. Not that that's a horror movie. Well... It's a monster movie. I'll let you off. And, uh, oh, that might have been the last one. Oh, no. Right. So, we, we need to address something else. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So, I got a private message from a listener. 
who presented... Is a bear. Is a monkey. Who That was a good bottom <laughs> reference. Who presented a reason why they liked a specific creature that we had referenced and then gave me a very personal story on why they hated said creature. I'm not going to say their name. I'm not going to say their creature now. But what I am going to do, because it's one of the most wonderful and incredible stories I've ever heard, and filthy, I am going to record it separately, away from you, away from everyone else, and I'm going to put it right at the end of the show. I'm going to be right at the end of the outro, the theme music, the outtakes, everything. It's going to be right at the ass end of the show. And if people want to hear it, they can, but I'm not doing it here because... They might not want to hear it because it's disgusting. I mean, it's fucking atrocious. <laughs> and we've already done, but it's hilariously atrocious. So, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to subject you to it. Yeah, but subject you to it. I'm not going to su- subject the listener to it. I'm going to put it right at the end of the show. If you want to hear it, brilliant. If you don't, then you don't have to. So I'm giving people the option there. But personally, fucking hell, it's gold. <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether I want to listen or not I guess I'll have to find out it, Being your very, very good friend And knowing you You do not want to hear this Right uh, uh, You know, uh, last episode you made me promise not to watch that uh, What was that film? Um, uh, Apaches? Yeah, the uh, Apaches yeah. Right, and I've had several messages going You're not going to keep that promise to Ben I was like, no, I, I, I said I would promise I would never watch Apaches You have to promise me never to hear the end of this episode Okay, deal Sweet, deal. Sweet. There we go, there we go Okay, well thank you everyone for contributing to that I mean, that was mammoth we, We're getting mm. more Every fucking episode it's, it's wonderful No one mentioned a mammoth though, did they? Uh, that would have been a thing is there a film with mammoths, like, sort of... Ice Age? No, no, but I mean, like, fucking, you know, rampaging and killing people. Well, well they are, like, uh, what about, like, 10,000 BC or something? Because uh, we'd have to be going back a little while. The Hammer movie, we're going to get to that eventually. <laughs> Maybe that has a mammoth in it. We hope so, we hope so. Night of the Mammoth. Night of the Mammoth, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's going to be better than Night of the Leapers, isn't it? So. Oh, I quite like that film. It's stupid. They just, they just they just make the rabbits very big by bringing them closer to the camera. Fine, I can deal with that. I've seen worse films. I've seen lots of... I mean, I didn't talk about them because they're not really horror films. They're creature disaster horror. Oh, actually, things, let's go but, there. What did, you, what did you have to bring to the table? You no, know, there's all sorts. I, I've, I've seen frogs, there's ants, you know, and films called Frogs and Ants. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, there's bees, obviously, uh, the swarm and the killer bees and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, a whole host of insect-related things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I concur with a lot of what the the listeners have said mm. as well. Um, spiders, ooh, don't do it. You know, <laughs> for me. Um, then after that, it's like, what is it? What else is there really that hasn't been exploited? Remember, we talked about it very in the uh, very early days about uh, zombievers. Do you remember that? Mm, unfortunately, yeah, zombievers was a a hidden gem, a classic. But I, I'm under the impression there isn't a credible animal threat that hasn't been filmed. I mean, sure, there's one about shrews or voles. I think you remember as well. I think I've, I might have even seen that. Um, there was a, a mole thing, wasn't there? Mole? I can't remember. I can't remember. It's too late. <laughs> a mo- a mole-based horror? <sighs> I don't know. That was uh, Fred Savage in Austin Powers 3, wasn't it? Mole. Mole, mole, mole. What's the mole's natural predator? Uh, owls? 
Moles versus owls. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly seriously, and then I realised what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, that's true. It's, right, yeah, you, that, see, that would be the climax of the film. You, you know, a giant owl would sweep down and take the giant mole away, just as you were about to be eaten by the blind get. It turns into, it turns into David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yeah, Bowie, owl, Bowie. <laughs> There's a deep pull for about three yeah, people. An, e- an Easter egg for those listeners. Yeah. We know what we're talking about, and that won't be many of them. We know who, ex- who exactly will get that joke. Um, <laughs> right, but, but no, seriously, thank you everyone to, uh, for providing for that. That was, that was wonderful. But before we go away, uh, we are on a roster here. Now, I will be very honest and say I had a film all lined up. Okay, uh, last week, it was either last week or the week before, I was channel hopping at uh, silly o'clock in the morning, and a film landed on the horror channel in the UK, and I was sort of like, do you know what, I really want to talk about this film. And I didn't watch it, because I was like, no, I want to, I want to go into it cold, and I was like, right, so I won't watch it. And up until today, I was sort of like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And um, I looked into it, and again, what a pain in the ass to get this film in this country and so it's just and and you can get it in this country don't get me wrong but it's really expensive so it's just like we will do it again another time maybe we'll find it on a streaming site or it'll be on tv again and we will uh, maybe possibly find it another time so it's on the list for another time um so i decided to take your course of uh, course of action and we are going to go with a film that people have mentioned during this uh, Ouija board. Oh dear. Well, it's a little bit of symmetry with my uh, with my other show, uh, with All the Best Lines. We've just finished doing a Hitchcock movie, so I think it's time we do our first Hitchcock movie. So I think we're going to mm-hmm. go with 1963, and we're going to go with The Birds. Birds. We've never done a Hitchcock We've uh, no. and and we've got so many birds jokes to get out of our system. Hi birds, hi birds. Yeah, I. Th- None of them are wearing smashing blouses. No, exactly. Well, to be headroom was, but um, yeah, I think it's about time. Fifty gazillion episodes in, we need to uh, we need to do a Hitchcock movie. So we're going to the birds, okay. nineteen sixty three. Well, I thought you know we're kind of modern at the moment. And then we go back in time, and then we're going to go a little bit more forward in time for your next choice because I know what it's going to be. So I was kind of hoping you're going to say Jaws two, but the birds will do. Uh, we're we're not doing Jaws two before we do Jaws. <laughs> I think we should just just to annoy Matthew. <laughs> Did you hear that, Matthew? We'll do Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> oh fuck! In fact, fuck it. Yeah, if we the first Jaws film we're doing is Jaws four. Actually, I, I really like Jaws. Oh, as well. I, think, I, think it's better than, I think it's better than people give it credit for. Okay, right. So, thank you very much <laughs> for listening to Rated H and joining us. It's it's now over. No more Rated H. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about films anymore with you after you said that. So, um, yeah. Um, but don't forget, if you do have nightmares, we will see you in them. And never forget my good friend, Foxy Stout. Night of the Foxy Stout.
Thank you for listening to episode 58 of Rated H, and we will be back for episode 59 very soon, I promise you. As usual, my thanks must go to my wonderful co-host Ben. Always brings his A-game, as you heard, and I make this promise to you now that in the future, when he reads out any of your stories, I am going to get him to do it as loud and as bombastically as he did in this episode, because you couldn't hear it very much, but I was pissing myself laughing. It was hilarious. I've got to add a little apology. I've got a new chair. And it's been squeaking. It's been really, really annoying. And you can hear that in parts of the episode. So I'm really sorry about that. I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, dearie me. Uh, yeah, uh, before we uh, before we go, I uh, just want to reiterate and say thank you to everyone who contributed to uh, the old Ouija board there on Twitter and on Facebook. What a response that was. And it's all down to you guys. Thank you very, very much. This is our sixth year. We're still loving doing this. Okay, with our other commitments, episodes are taking a little longer to do but i'm going to endeavor to try and do a bit better on that so i really thank you for your patience and your continued support and uh and friendship and loveliness because you're all bloody lovely aren't you yes even you yeah well sort of uh yeah so uh thank you very much for that we really do appreciate it as usual go listen to our podcasting mates in the meantime if we're taking too long i mean my show is more importantly so all the best lines and house of hammer but then also our, our mate adam over there who's got the secret history of hollywood uh out boy clarence and his new show about uh, Hercule Poirot uh, check that one out too it's a lot of fun uh, old mate Kev over there at Film Guff and here lies Amicus he's still bashing them out and making podcasts too uh, but then also our friends over at the Stinking Paws our friends over at Anywhere But Here and of course the Valley who uh, review Thingy Bob you know who I mean our mate Zach he's over there yeah <laughs> Sorry, Zach, I will get it right one day, but yeah, he's over there and all. So yeah, please check out all our mates, because they're lovely people and they make great shows. As I said, we will be back soon. I will try and uh, pick up the speed a little bit. So yeah, but thank you very much for listening. Really do appreciate it. And also, never forget my friends. Radida. Hello and welcome, Ray. <laughs> ah, fuck me. <laughs> Been a long time. Fuck you, long time. <laughs> you wish. And uh, she's walking through the countryside and she gets to this tunnel. And if you've seen the trailer for this film. Oh. Moggy alert. It's a fucking pigeon on the roof. <laughs> Piss off! <laughs> you need a gun. Summered. Right, where was I? She gets to a tunnel. Just put the cat on the roof. <laughs> lob one up. Keep well, it'll get the know. pigeon. Right, where was I? Before I interrupted by horny pigeons. Um, uh, tunnel. Tunnel. Okay, from 2011, we watched... I'll start that again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, from 2000... What, what was wrong with it? <laughs> Sorry, I've talked to it. Went... No, what was wrong with it? I went 2000... Uh, oh, right. At least that's what it sounded like to me. So I actually wasn't trying to be a dick there. No, no, no. I know, I know. It's fine. Just, just for once. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So, if you've come this far, you're wanting to hear the tale that I was sent in private. Now, it's very brief, so don't worry about that. I am going to protect their anonymity. They're an unnamed source, shall we say? But it does get a little licky. So, uh, yeah, here we go. They begin 
So, <laughs> so, a moth crawled out of my boyfriend's foreskin about ten minutes after we'd had sex. It was one of those white powdery ones. He went, ooh, me knob's a bit itchy. Pulled back its foreskin and out it came. I was only a teenager and it was the most horrific thing ever. You did ask. <laughs> Bye, tonight. <laughs>